You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. When you're an entrepreneur or you're in business, adversity is always required. You're going to have days where bad things happen. You're going to have mistakes, and you're going to have your client cancel on you every now and then. But besides the bad things, which everyone has to get over, there's always opportunity. There's so many cool things out there that you can potentially help people with. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about, helping people. And today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Martin De Luna, who specializes in helping people to get over their problems, to develop a killer mindset. And she's been working for years to build her international coaching consultancy. And she's having a lot of success with it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about her coaching business, her experience, what she's been through, and what she actually teaches in her coaching. So I'm very excited for this conversation today. I'm super eager to see what we can learn from her today. So let's go ahead and welcome her to the show. Martine, welcome to Let's Talk Business. How are you doing today? Hey, Kenny. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. I'm super excited to have you here. I, I always love talking to other entrepreneurs about the different things that they teach and their experiences. So I always find it fascinating. So I really look forward to getting into those topics. So I figured we'd cover two big things for our conversation today. For the mm-hmm. first half, I want to talk about your, your coaching business, your consultancy. And then it's in the second half, we'll talk about the things that you teach, the transformations. Okay, so let's sure. go ahead and get right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's so do it. Yeah, let, let's start by, why don't you just tell us your story? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. How right. did you get here? Right. Well, actually, coaching um, was a result of something else. So I have, for the last, I would say, nine years, been online. I started out as a blogger, so a lifestyle blogger. This was back in 2010, um, after the birth of my first child. So as with any mom, I wanted to spend more time with my kid. So I decided to stop employment and try to do something from home. So I used to be a teacher. I decided that I would be a work at home mom and I would find work online. So at the beginning, I was really doing a few freelance jobs here and there, mostly writing and SEO until eventually I found online marketing and was hired, in fact, by a company there in the U.S., but I was working here. So I I enjoyed the benefits of remote work. After around three years of that, I decided that I had learned enough to do something on my own. So this was in the thick of blogging as well, around 2013, and I put up my own consultancy for people who wanted to start blogging as well, but blogging under a personal brand. I became known in my region as the blog coach and I'd get clients from as far as Asia, around Asia and Singapore, um, bits and pieces of Europe, um, you know, just getting my influence around as a blog coach. But then there was really a shift in 2015 when I had my second child. um, And that was a difficult time because 
I really couldn't manage all of the things that I was used to managing as a mom of one. Um, long story short, I basically fell through the cracks of a little bit of depression after giving birth. So I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, postpartum, but it does happen to women. Um, and that's what happened. So I also lost a lot of work, client work at the time, um, because of the inability to manage things. On top of that, our family also fell through some financial um, struggles as well. So my husband losing a job, us having to readjust things, even move homes so that we could recover some income losses. That was a very difficult time. And I think that lasted until mid-2016, which was when I really decided that there had to be some kind of change. Um, I basically restarted myself in network marketing. So I found a company that I was comfortable to represent and started learning business that way. Um, I did that for around two years. Um, it's still one of the businesses that I keep, but ironically, it led me to the world of coaching because um, within that culture of network marketing, there was a very, very strong pull towards personal development, and that fascinated me. It enabled me to also look for a mentor and coaches that could help develop um, me as well, you know, mentally, aside from physically as well. So I basically lost, I think I lost around 40 pounds. I found some great mentors who taught me about mindset, um, financial freedom. And also I found a coach, my own coach, in fact, who had a coaching school that interested me enough to get enrolled. Um, I was with her program for five months, eventually becoming certified as a transformational coach. And that brings me here with you, <laughs> where I have now been, um, you know, coaching through my website and through my different online efforts for around a year now. But technically, I've been helping people since, for as long as I can remember, ever since somebody asked me, hey, I like what you did with your life or with your blog. Can you help me? Can you guide me on how to do the same? Um, but now I do that on a larger capacity as a transformational coach, not just for somebody's blog or somebody's social media. So there, that's my little story over there. Thank you for sharing, Martins. But I really love your story. You've <laughs> definitely been through a lot. You've learned a lot. So when you first became a coach, how did you first start getting your, your first couple of clients? I know you said you had the, mm -hmm. the friend who saw your transformation. What about the, the people right. that you coached after that? Well, um, so I like, I always like to say I had two seasons of coaching. The first was as a blog coach. So naturally the first phase, maybe around 2012 to 2015, these would be my readers and the followers that I had built up through the years. So a lot of them became my clients. Also a lot of the bloggers and influencers in my region. Now in the second kind of like second chapter of my coaching life, which was when I became a transformational coach. It was again from my followers, but a different set of people. These people may or may not have necessarily followed me um, as a blogger or as a lifestyle blogger before, 
but they were interested in the way that I had transformed myself from a setback. So a lot of these people, um, I get a lot of clients on Instagram, you know, um, that's a great platform to be on and engage with um, within Facebook groups because I tend to um, be active on that platform. And I would say also from referrals from people that I've worked with in the past um, and have referred me to their communities or their networks. Um, but yeah, I think I'm able to get my ideal client when they identify with that piece on using something like breakdown or, or a fallout and turning it into bliss. Um, bliss is my favorite word. It's also one of the core beliefs that I have. I believe that anybody can turn their life around. And that's what fascinated me about transformational coaching. You aren't just coaching somebody to manage their life, but you're coaching them to actually make something of their life and the change that they want to see in themselves. Very good. Thank you for sharing. So. Yeah. You, you definitely, you know, like I said, been through a lot. You've been in the online space and entrepreneurship for about nine years now. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are some of the big lessons that you've learned along the way? Um, well, I think in the beginning, if I were to compare it to now, in the beginning, social media was just coming to the fore. So around 2010, um, I think that the blogging, what we call, we used to jokingly call it the golden age of, of the blogs, 2010, 2011. It seemed like everybody had a blog, everybody had a platform. And then social media started to pick up some steam as well. I would say that for somebody who wants to navigate their way to this online space, to be very aware and um, present with what is going on in the different platforms. And by that, I mean, be very sensitive to where you place your energy. Um, it can be a very toxic world out there. There can be a lot of opinions that we disagree with. And it just invites a different energy when we get into arguments or rants or um, just a lot of division online. So I would say that one of the things we must develop in this time is that sensitivity and that awareness of other people's feelings, views, and perspectives. And be very sensitive about that when we go online. So as, you know, not to offend people, sometimes we can offend people by being too um, insistent on our opinion. And that's to our detriment and, you know, to theirs. It leads them to, towards strife, maybe towards arguments. I really think that at this time and space, we're coming to a consciousness in, with humanity. We're coming to realize that everybody has a piece in the conversation. And what needs to happen is we need to agree. We need to agree. We need to unite. We need to be more collaborative in, in what we do. And that is what is going to move us forward, especially in this space of entrepreneurs, where it seems like everybody wants to do the same thing but everybody actually has to find their special quality, build on that, and see how that can contribute to the larger framework of humanity. Okay, awesome. Thank you for sharing. 
I definitely agree. Collaboration is key. Yeah. I'd say that's the, the big thing that I've been learning over the last year because I, I started as a, as a solopreneur and that's what I've been doing. And, you know, you just realize mm-hmm. that, you know, you, you can't do everything alone and, it, and it's super important to realize and, and right. in your personal life as well. So, Absolutely. Martine, what would you say is the most important thing for entrepreneurs to focus on? I would say their, their growth mindset. Okay. So entrepreneurship will never look the same for you as for your mentor or somebody that you read about in a book or somebody's podcast interview that you listen to. Your path is your path. But if you develop a growth mindset, and this is a mindset that is resilient, that is always looking at your moves as experiments. When you aren't tied down to expectations, when you are tied down to short-term goals all the time, you develop a mindset that allows you to expand as a person. And you need that if you're going to be an entrepreneur. I mean, if you're going to last as long as, you know, the entrepreneurs that you look up to. Remember that the journey of an entrepreneur can often be a lonely one. And the only way you will be able to outlast things like doubt, fear, um, uncertainty about what you are doing is to develop yourself. So surround yourself with, um, you know, as Tim Ferriss says, a tribe of mentors, right? So look for a mentor. Always look for somebody that is going to help you to be accountable to your stage in the entrepreneurial journey. That's number one. Number two is and this is from Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, look into the power of aligned individuals. He calls it the mastermind. But I like to like widen that circle and really find your collective or create it. Create a collective of people who are aligned with you in the kind of journey that you are taking. So I think that's where we met, Kenny. I mean, I think we met in the Facebook group. Um, where you like sounded a call who wanted to share their story. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that I mean, you know, find your community, find the people that are also on the journey and rally together to support one another, even with, with something as simple as a collaboration or maybe an interview like this or a community effort, a webinar, anything to help put you as an entrepreneur in that environment of success. That is what is going to move you forward. That growth mindset and putting yourself in that environment of people who are looking consistently to develop their success. Awesome. And then one thing I got to say, Martine, is Facebook groups have been so helpful for finding podcast guests. Oh, so Martine, if 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 you had to start all over in your business, what would you do if you had to go back to day one? To day one of this phase? Um, well, I would say that I would look for somebody that I looked up to, maybe somebody more successful than me, and be mentored by them. Um, really, that is, my, that is my prescription to anybody who is starting over. Um, if we start on our own we might be starting on a concept of fear and lack and uncertainty. And when you're in a place like that, such as where I was, um, you can't move forward. You can't sometimes move past what you already know. 
So you have to go to somebody, a mentor, a coach, somebody who can inspire you, but at the same time can also challenge you to be a better person, to step up. So I always advise that, you know, two heads are better than one. You need somebody. It's not a, it's not a call for help. If you go to somebody, find a mentor and follow in their steps. In fact, it is you being open to that growth mindset. A lot of us who look at our heroes, you know, Steve Jobs, Tony Robbins, and people like that, we think that they did it on their own. But if you look deeper into their story, they actually found people who believed in them. And they collaborated with these people. Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, these people that you read about in, um, you know, the first editions of, of personal development books, like, they all came together and um, found people within their, um, within their frame of mind who could guide them, who could mentor them, and who could fuel them forward into the people that they needed to be. I mean, you will not have a Steve Jobs without a Wozniak. That's, that's one of my favorite analogies, you know. People tend to forget the partnerships of these geniuses, but that really is it. You look for somebody who is more successful than you, who you can look up to, and you follow them. You follow the steps that they took to get to where they are. So how do we find these people? What would you recommend for doing that? Well, um, you can have what one of my mentors says, an unofficial mentor. So let's say you don't have a lot of money, but you want that kick in the pants. Go and get a book. Go and get a book by somebody that you feel can give you a kick in the pants, right? Um, everybody can get a book. Everybody can, um, can start with that. Or you could really go the extra mile and book somebody. Like, like go around and ask, okay, who offers coaching or mentoring in this aspect? One of my favorite things to do is to seek out groups. And these are usually typically paid groups. Okay, so paid memberships um, to be coached specifically um, with a certain person or persons. I find that when you are able to invest in your personal development, there is a different level of awareness and commitment in the work that you put into yourself. So I find a lot of people on social media, I ask around, I vet them through other people and recommendations. At the end of the day, um, at this stage in my life, my two coaches, because I have two, I found them on social media within Facebook groups. I went to their websites, made my decisions, did some discovery calls, and got to know them before I decided that they were the right mentors for me. So that's what I would suggest. Find an unofficial mentor, but if you can afford to invest in one, do that. Because there's a, just a different level of commitment to your personal growth when you invest. So I love the idea of unofficial mentors. Yeah. And speaking of, you know, finding books and things such as that, are there, are there any specific books that you recommend? Right. Well, the first book that I read was John Maxwell's Failing Forward, because I felt like at that point in my life, that's what I was. So typically you will look for a book that, make, that affirms where you are. So I felt like a failure. Naturally, I read Failing Forward and that 
um, opened me up to other books. Um, so one of the other books that I started off with was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a classic for entrepreneurs. But I think the second book is more applicable to me, The Cash Flow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki, because that shifted my mindset about not just getting a job or staying with freelancing, which is what I was doing while I was blogging, but to really establish myself as a business owner. So Cash Flow Quadrant would be the second. I also enjoyed Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. That really changed the way I approach certain habits. That teaches you affirmation, manifestation, and really being in a state of awareness um, about how you regard yourself. So um, those for me would be my top three recommendations. I have a lot of others. Um, the One Result, 13 Habits That Mentally Strong People Do, um, Start With Why by Simon Sinek, and a lot of other recommendations. But I would start with those three classics. Um, and if you, can, if you can get a copy of it, an original copy of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, um, which is considered the original of original personal development books. It, it actually kick-started an entire industry in personal development. Okay, awesome. Thank you for the recommendation. So I, I did read Rich Dad Poor Dad and Think and Grow Rich. I haven't read Cash Flow Quadrant yet. Well, what's the should. difference between yeah, what's the difference between Cash Flow Quadrant and okay. Rich Dad Poor Dad? So um, Rich Dad Poor Dad encourages us to really think outside of the employment stream, but Cash Flow Quadrant goes deeper into the four types of four types of ways we earn money. So first part of the quadrant is the employed quadrant. The second is the self-employed. The third is the business owner. And the last is the investor. So what Robert Kiyosaki actually teaches here is, you know, a lot of people go into entrepreneurship, but they go into it with a self-employed mindset. They're working all the time. They never set up systems. So in Cashflow Quadrant, what he does is he, he says, now that you've re read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and you are of the awareness that being an entrepreneur is the way to, you know, really go about your way in this world to make your money. How you grow your money is to go to the other side of the quadrant where you set up systems, where you set up multiple streams of income so that you build businesses, several businesses, and eventually you go into that part of the quadrant where you are not just owning businesses, you are investing in businesses, investing in causes, investing in things that are meaningful to you. So he takes you from um, the first level of being an entrepreneur to the highest level, that of being a big business owner and an investor. Because as an investor, it implies that you've taken care of your concerns. You know, you've put up a business, it's running, you can now concentrate on contribution. So making a difference in the world. Um, and for me, that's why I think I like that book. Um, better than the first one. The first one's a classic. I mean, always a favorite, but the second one really positions you to do the work into making the shift from being a solo entrepreneur to building your business, your empire, and eventually making that impact as an investor. Okay, awesome. You're, you're giving me inspiration to go out there and read Cashflow Quadrant. I'm, I'm putting that at the top of my reading list. I'm going to try to, to read it over the weekend and the next week. So 
What I want to do, Martine, is I want to do a little bit of a transition for the podcast episode. Sure. So we've been talking about entrepreneurship and business and things such as that. And, and you know, I already told you that for the second half of the show, we're going to talk about personal transformation. So okay. let's go ahead and dive right in. Martine, let's do that. How do we create personal transformations? Okay. So a transformation is basically, well, in my definition, transformational coaching is about helping people to take action on improving themselves by guiding them through the changes that they're making. So when you realize that you need a change, that's when transformation begins. A lot of people um, may not realize that they need a change. They maybe want to change their environment. They maybe want to say, oh, I want to change my husband. I want to change my um, what the work that I'm doing. I want to change something outside of me. But transformation happens when you realize that you are the one that needs the change. So that is important. You have to be a person that is aware that maybe the things you were doing or the way you were doing things was not working for you. What does that mean? It means that something in your inner guidance system, what I like to call your intuition or your inner voice, that, is, that has to be reined in because it is not leading you maybe down the path that you want to go anymore. So once you become aware of that, you become, to, you become more open to transforming yourself. So that's the premise. You can only change when you admit that the change has to happen to you and not about the things around you. Okay. So that's the first step to transformation. The next is reframing your situations. So when a person decides to change, their situation doesn't necessarily change, but they change in the way that they respond to it. So example, I've had clients who um, maybe they were laid off work and I've, and I've had clients like that. They were laid off from work because retrenchment, company, company merged and were cutting on costs, whatever. So they were left kind of like sitting ducks. What are you going to do? You've been in corporate all your life. You must change the way you operate. So I've been able to guide clients before from employment, 20 years, to being entrepreneurs. That's a total change in mindset because number one, when you're an employee, your frame of mind is, I'm not going to have any money because nobody's paying me, right? So again, we go back to, and this is why the cash flow quadrant is one of my favorite books. You must go back into that framework of, I am the one who causes my change. So what am I going to do? I have no idea how to make money um, other than a salary. So I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn how to make money off the skills that I have. So you take this person who's been in corporate all her life and you have her take an inventory of the skills that she can potentially use towards something that can create an income for her. And that's where the change starts to occur. It's a journey. It's an experiment of testing the waters, of seeing how you're allowing yourself to be stretched in terms of the way you think, and then going for it with what I call aligned action, allowing the actions that you take moving forward to change the way you think. That's true transformation. And that's what I help people do. When I take women through a journey, I always say, 
I like to turn people, I like to help people turn their I can't into I can simply by helping them to change the way they view the current situation and allowing them to make their own solutions. See, in coaching, um, like the traditional life coaching, you would go to a coach with a specific situation and trust her to implement some strategies for you or with you. But with transformational coaching, we go on a deeper level. We reframe the situation for a client and we ask, well, what is another way of looking at this situation where you feel like you are empowered or where you feel you can maintain control and peace and a sense of, um, a sense of change? That's what we take a person through. So you take a person through a, maybe a self-sabotaging story, failure or lost reputation and second guessing and you help her to reframe that situation to find the success points to find the learning moments and to find the pathways that she might have normally seen as dead ends and find her way through those things and that really is the beauty of the transformational coaching journey because you're able to help somebody break through a mental a mental block or a limiting belief that they have and you see them come come into a new episode as it were in their journey of life so yeah i hope that kind of describes transformation for you yeah definitely so there there's a couple of you know routes or avenues that we could go down for this i have a couple questions and, sure. and I, I just got to say that you know it's, it's such a fascinating topic and i love what you're doing there's there's a huge need for it out there. People mm -hmm. go through so many issues and it's great that we have transformational coaches such as yourself out there. So Absolutely. you mentioned aligned actions, which help mm. you, as, as, if my understanding is correct, which hopefully it is, but to change your way of thinking and reframe the mm -hmm. situation. So what are some right. aligned actions that could, that could help you to do this? Okay, so the way a person will really be able to transform their life is through attitude. Okay, attitude. And an aligned action basically means that the way you think is in the same frame of mind as how you feel and how you will act. So it's a combination of knowing, um, knowing what you want, feeling the outcome that you want, like really feeling it in your body, imagining it, maybe visualizing it. And then because you have thought and felt it in your body and in your mind, the actions that you take are aligned with those thoughts and feelings. So that's what I mean by aligned action. One of the tools that I use all the time with my clients is um, the question, what do you really want to create? Like, what is the life that you want to have 12 months from now? And I have them paint a very clear picture of the situation that they want to have. So just this afternoon, I was asking a client, um, she was a new mom. She had just had a baby and she felt a little bit stuck in her life right now. And I said, well, 12 months from now, how would you like your life to look? And she painted a very vivid story to me. Um, I, I took her through an exercise where um, we were pretending that we were talking in the year 2020 and it was a year from today. And I was asking her about how life was and she was able 
to, in a few minutes, articulate to me a very clear picture of how she wanted her day to look like from morning to night, what she was doing to earn money, and what she was doing with her family. And then after we have that exercise, we take the aligned action. I said, okay, you saw the result that you wanted, right? 12 months from now. Now let's plan backwards. What do you think needs to happen for you to have this part of the result? What do you think you can do for you to have this part of the result? And when the client is able to see the result first, she's able to trace her steps back and say, oh, okay, maybe I need to hire somebody to help me with this part of the business. Or I need to maybe get a babysitter so that I can um, work certain number, certain number of hours a day and not feel guilty about leaving my child in somebody else's hands um, all hours of the day. So that's what I mean by you align your actions. You align it with a result, a very well-formed outcome that you want, and you inform yourself of that result day by day. And the actions that you take are all towards that result you are creating. That's aligned action. That's fascinating. I really love mm -hmm. that. And I think it's something that, you know, personally for me, I'm going to try implementing more of, you know, over the past few weeks, I've been a little mm -hmm. bit you know, shaky and figuring out like what I actually want to do with my business. It's been one of those, you know, kind of awkward, right. but I think, you know, just having that final vision and kind of deconstructing or reverse engineering yeah. is, is yeah. really helpful. So thank you so much for sharing. And I'm sure it's going to help a, a lot of other people, you know, not, not just myself out there, but right. anyway. So, Martine, I'm sure that you've, you, you've definitely helped a lot of people through transformation in your coaching, but what's the transformational story which sticks out the most to you, if you're able to share? Um, you mean my story, my part of the story, or it any? Be, it could be any story. What's the, the, the biggest one that sticks out to you the most, for yourself or someone else that you've heard or someone you've worked with? Right. Well, maybe I can just speak for myself because... That is actually how I've, I think that's also how I've built the kind of businesses that I've had through the years. So from when, when I was, you know, blogging and like within the lifestyle niche, I felt like um, maybe I had an image to keep, to keep up. And so when I went into that slump that brought me to where I am now, all I could really see was brokenness. When you are so used to living a kind of life and when you are so used to people perceiving you to be a certain kind of person or personality, it becomes very humbling when you lose it all, right? And a lot of transformation happens when people have lost everything they are familiar with, right? When you lose familiarity, when you lose your grip on things that keep you secure, you can feel in the dark. You can feel very much alone. And even if you read the books or you listen to the, um, to the inspirational audios, you might feel that there isn't that one thing that really hooks you and takes you out of that space. So what I found in transformation or in creating my own transformation is that you can always take one next step forward. There's always the next step forward. And that's how you really approach transformation. You go from one state to the next. I believe that 
you know, life, I mean, I think life is great right now, you know, but I do still have challenges. But I approach my challenges in a different manner now because I have grown from that last state of brokenness. I know that, you know, there, there is never a 100% perfectly um, happy life, but you can be happily resilient through life. And that's the important thing. I think that if we realize our capability of what the human mind is really capable of, we can be happily resilient through the things that we normally might perceive as problems or that we might just resign ourselves to failure. If we become happily resilient through growing our mindset, we can actually appreciate transformation, the, the joyful parts of it and the challenging parts of it, such as when um, death happens or a transition of a loved one or a loss of income. I think that the most important thing about transformation is to recognize that it's never a once over. It is a continuing journey. And I believe that people like me who are coaches, that is our mission in life. It's to help people to break that barrier against, um, or break that barrier that stops learning, that, um, that, that tells you, okay, I've learned everything there is to know and there's, you know, this is it. But what happens when something new comes into your life, a new challenge, and you're not able to adapt? You need to expect transformation to happen to you as long as you're here on this earth. And so I really appreciate all of the struggles and trials and difficulties that I have. And I know my clients are appreciating the things that they are going through in their life. I've taught, you know, a lot of people to not label things as good or bad, but life just is. It's in how we view it and in how we um, frame it that makes it good or bad. So I say, let's, let, let's develop that resilient mindset. Let's develop that mindset that allows us to see everything as an opportunity to grow. You can grow through tears. You can grow through laughter. It's the same thing. What matters is you see every moment and are grateful for every moment that you are alive, grateful for every opportunity to grow from whatever it is that you are going through at the present time. Thank you so much for sharing, Martine. And I, I always My love pleasure. hearing about, you know, all the transformations you've been through and the and the the absolute growth mindset and, and abundance. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask more of a, a specific question. Let, let's do an example. Let's say we have someone sure. out there. Maybe they're a, a young college student or they just graduated. They're just getting mm -hmm. into the, the, the real world. And mm -hmm. they they might have a kind of a, a negative mindset. Like they're not growing. Mm -hmm. they're just I, I'm not sure what exactly you label that type of mindset, but let's just say they don't have a growth mindset and they, okay. they realize this. How do you think they should start to transition over to a growth mindset? What, what can you do? Right. Okay. Well, normally we normally, if we aren't aware that we can grow our mindset, we fall into that fixed mindset. Um, and this can happen very, you know, throughout time. Like um, somebody can tell you, Oh, you're the nerdy kid. So you grow up with the belief that, oh, I'm a nerd or I'm, I'm supposed to, I'm expected to be the smart one. But what happens when you believe that paradigm, when you believe that, 
that that is the only thing that you are. When something happens to you in life that doesn't fit that description or that paradigm, you get a little bit rattled. You get a little bit confused. Or maybe, um, maybe this is not who I'm supposed to be. Whenever you come to a stage of self-doubt, that's the best time to grow yourself. So let's say you just graduated from college. You're trying to navigate the world out there. The best thing that you can do is to try everything that you want to do in terms of um, like getting a job or going into entrepreneurship. Um, there's a very famous um, YouTube video, I think, on Gary Vee's channel where he challenges millennials to really maximize these first five years out of college. He says, this is the time where you embrace failure. This is the time where you embrace um, you know, the hustle because you don't have a family to worry about yet. You have only yourself to invest in. I would reiterate that and I would say that, yes, absolutely. If you're a college student, if you want to grow yourself in this world and you want to be ready for the next three decades where you'll potentially you know, start your future, maybe have a family, build up your career, etc. You want to make as many mistakes as you can. That's going to make you resilient. That's going to help you grow. Because if you approach every mistake with the potential to turn it around into something else, you will eventually find that, you know, that inner drive, that internal driver that will motivate you to find what you are really passionate about and what you can really excel at even. Okay, so I would say to a young person, don't be afraid of making mistakes. We're so programmed in school to not want to make mistakes. But when you, are, when you finish college and when you're out there for the first time, that is the best way to do it. And I would say that the best way to also navigate where we are right now at this point in time is to find a collective, to really be with people, find unofficial mentors, like I mentioned earlier, you know, grab those books, um, join. Um, there are lots of co-working spaces with um, free networking events, learning events that you can join. Hop into those. Really seek to expand your personal network. Um, there's a cheesy old saying that your network is your net worth. That is true. That is one of the things that is absolutely true. So I would say that to a young person. Um, really don't be afraid of making mistakes. I know it sounds cheesy, but it is the time for that. That is what will develop your mindset. And seek to increase your network. Seek to increase the quality of your network as well. Okay, thank you so much for sharing. And, and I just want to say that that makes me feel pretty good because over the, the past year, I've gotten into entrepreneurship and, I, and I've made a, a ton of mistakes, which I think is great. You know, I used to yeah. think it was bad. You're like, oh, no, I lost a little bit of money here. It didn't work out. You can but, use you know, each piece of that for like a piece of content, you know, something to build on for a blog or a vlog. You can That's use a good anything. Idea. Yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't even think about doing that. I, I could definitely document my failures. I, I could probably fill a whole yes. week long's worth of content with those. But, but Martine, I want to be respectful of your time. I know it's late over there. I, we've already been on the show sure. for I think about 40 minutes so far, which yes. is pretty crazy. Time has just flown. But one of the things I do for the show is I always leave with the, the same question. I guess it's just become kind of like a, a signature question, kind of like we were talking about before the show. But mm -hmm. the, the question is this, Martine, if you could only leave the audience with one piece of actionable advice, what would it be? 
I would say, I would say make it blissful in your own life. This has been my saying. When you find what it is that makes you come alive, whether it's a mission um, or a cause or a purpose, go and pursue that and do everything that you can to pursue that vision. Develop yourself to pursue that vision, grow what needs to grow, develop what needs to develop, seek mentorship for what you need to know more of, and go for that vision that you see in front of you. Because if you are driven by a vision, you will be able to live resiliently happy in this life and inspire others to do so as well. That's it. Thank you so much for sharing, Martine. I know that's going to help you, a lot of people out there. You got to find your right path. So Martine, I really want to thank you for joining me on the show today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. And if the listeners out there want to learn more about you and your coaching services, where can they find you at? Okay. Thanks for having me, Kenny. And um, if anybody is interested in looking more into transformational coaching, you can find me at martindeluna.com or you can follow me on Instagram. I'm very active there. Instagram.com slash martindeluna as well. And I have a Facebook group if anybody's interested in that sort of stuff. Um, it's called Make It Blissful, Life Hacks for Women Who Lead. Okay, thank you so much for sharing, All right. Martine. And it was a pleasure to have you on the show today. To the listeners out there, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of Let's Talk Business. Make sure you check out Martine's coaching website, martindeluna.com, or you can follow her on Instagram. That's instagram.com slash martindeluna, or also join her Facebook group, Make It Blissful. So thank you for joining us, Martine. Thank you for joining hey, us Kenny. as well, listener. Thank you. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. And make sure that if you enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, if you learned something, please give us a little bit of feedback, leave a rating for the show, or consider subscribing. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode of Let's Talk Business.